the chances are you want to really pay a bit more attention to trying to pay that off. Mm. Because what I find sometimes with some people is they are so obsessed with investing because it sounds great and people believe that that is the way to build wealth. And of course it is, as I said mm. earlier. But the thing about investing is investing is all about taking a level of risk for reward for the long term. Hello and welcome to Woke Finance, the podcast discussing all things finance and all things finance related. It's your boy Peter and I'm with my co-host, my brother Jax. How are you, man? Hey, Peter. I'm very good. I'm very well. Uh, enjoying the end of the year. It's been a fantastic year for me so far, personally. And yeah, I'm just really just enjoying uh, the end of the year. Looking forward to 2023. That's good, man. That's good. I'm not going to lie. Right now, I am freezing, bro. Snow has settled <laughs> in. My area is difficult to even drive around here. It's just freezing cold. And yeah, man, I'm happy you're in a, you're, you're in a good space, though. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, I'm in a good space, but I am minimizing how much time I spend outside of my home because <laughs> it is so, so, so cold out there. And so, um, yeah, I'm really enjoying just working from home. I think from now until the end of the year, um, we are working from home, the company I work for. So I'm pretty chuffed about that because it is so, so, so cold. And it's getting darker much quicker, um, both in the morning and in the evening as well. So tell me about it. Tell me about it, man. One of the reasons why it is also cold because we're a bit, you know, in this current climate we're in, we're a bit more cautious about when and how long to leave the heat and all that, all of that stuff, which actually is going to take us nicely into um, this episode in particular, which is one of our most I'll say popular episodes uh, that we tend to do uh, once a year, Jax. Um, but before we actually get into that, just a warm welcome to our listeners, wherever you are in the world. We appreciate you and just a massive thank you for your support and liking, subscribing, and probably most importantly, sharing what you hear on these podcast episodes with other people as well. So now just a massive shout out to you. But now, Jax, we're going to get straight into it. And this is one of our, we do one of these episodes basically every year. Um, and this is basically preparing our finances for the following year, and in this case, for 2023. Now, yeah, yeah, and 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 I, and I guess it's it's definitely an exciting one, Jax. I don't know how you found that. So we done one for 2022, and of course, 2021. The years are just flying by. They're absolutely flying by because I remember recording each episode, and they literally for like just a few months ago. So. Yeah, it's, it does really fly by. Um, but, you know, it is one of our most popular episodes. And I think, you know, people re- get real value from, from these episodes. And I think especially um, looking at the year we've just had, 2022, I think those people that were, were uh, listeners of, of the podcast prior to 2022 that had listened to preparing for your, of, or getting your finances in order for 2022 would have actually benefited and um, would have actually being able to mitigate some of the um, impacts, the negative impacts that has happened to many people this year when it comes to mm. our personal finances. Mm. No, absolutely. And, you know, for our listeners, if you've listened to both of those episodes, you'll see that there some of the stages or some of the, uh, the topics that we touch on in those episodes might be a bit similar, but also tailored to the year we're going in. Now, 2023 is, of course, going to be like, like and yeah, that we probably most of us, most of our listeners, um, have no experience before. Um, not gonna dwell into the type of year we're going in because we did de- we've spoken about it quite a bit on this particular podcast, and you just turn on the news, you would hear about the economic climate. However, 
when it comes to planning for this new year, there are going to be some things that it might be wise to consider in switching up when it comes to um, the standard tactic in terms of building wealth over a long period of time. And now, Jax, we're obviously going to talk a bit about that. But before I even touch on uh, on sort of preparing for, you know, our finances in 2023, it'll be good just to hear from you, Jax, in general, when it comes to planning away from finances, how has that been useful for you? Yeah, I mean, I, you know, really believe in a, in a statement that says, you know, if you fail to plan, then you plan to fail. And sometimes they say, if you fail to prepare, then you prepare to fail. I'm a big mm. believer in that. I think uh, we all need something to work towards. I think we all need something to hold us accountable. Mm. And so for me, every single year, um, I do set myself goals and milestones that I want to achieve. Uh, but I also try to set up a plan, a pathway to achieve those goals. Mm. Uh, and that's that's what allows me to, again, remain consistent remain disciplined and of course when we talk about plans we don't talk about plans being completely rigid you can of course uh, be flexible with them mm. but the plan as I said it is a, a it's guidance and it's a tool for you to achieve um, the things that you want to achieve so for me it's worked out really well. I love that and I love that piece on accountability and one of the things that we've done historically and there might be times when we do it a bit better. Um, but one of the type things that we've done historically is actually being part of an accountability group where, you know, our friends are aware, well, a small group, core group of friends are aware of some of those goals that we have as well. So we're not just accountable to ourselves, but also to others as well in a encouragement way. Yeah. And what's interesting is um, on this podcast, the Walk Friends podcast, every single year, we also kind of talk about some of our personal goals um so we are we're transparent and sometimes we share some of the things we want to achieve so not only do we hold ourselves accountable by being part of accountability groups and having plans etc but also by even having this podcast and you know engaging with the community you guys mm. hold us accountable because we share some of our goals with you guys no exactly exactly so let's actually get straight into that Jax. actually um i guess you know thinking about the year that we're going in and you're more than welcome to give a bit of a flavor as to why you probably have a particular focus on some of these, I guess, tactics um, that we're probably going to apply differently for, for 2023, but it'll be good to hear maybe some of those stages from the, from the beginning, I guess, on your side. Yeah. So, you know, when we talk about stages of wealth building, we always start off with starting with the right mindset um, you cannot go on a journey unless you get your mind right, um, emotionally, psychologically, and that kind of stuff. And so the first thing we always say is get your mind right, understand your why, um, because that is going to be your driving force throughout the journey. Um, and once you've got the mindset right, then we talk about more of the kind of uh, technical stuff or some of the actual practical things you need to do in order to achieve um, your long-term goals when it comes to wealth building and, and achieving financial independence. Mm. Some of those things are, of course, we start off with not just about mindset, but then thinking about how we can generate an income, okay? Mm. Because um, your income is your is your biggest tool to creating wealth for the long term, right? So we need to be able to earn an income, but also find ways to increase our income. So that's the first stage. We look at the best ways to increase our income. Mm. And the next stage is how we can keep our expenses low or, or reduce our expenses. Because if we're able to increase our income and keep our expenses low and, and affordable, what happens is we have a, a buffer, we have a, a we have margin, we have a difference, mm. and we can use that difference to do things, right? And some of the things we talk about doing first is for those people that have, may have accumulated some level of debt, for example, we say we can use that difference to start really aggressively attacking that debt. 
um, that consumer that, that has high interest that's absolutely bleeding your personal finances. So, so, so that's some of the things you can do. Um, and then we then talk about, of course, um, rather than just attacking your debt, it's important for people to have savings mm-hmm. um, and savings for particular causes. And so we say savings for things like emergencies. Many people have heard that it's important to have an emergency fund, which means you should have at least three to six months worth of your expenses saved in a bank account, an easy access account, where you can use that to cover any emergencies that come in your way. Sometimes we call it your rainy day fund, because as we always say, rainy days do happen, emergencies do happen, and that emergency fund is your umbrella. Yeah. And then we say, okay, we continue the process because income and expenditure is at the forefront of any financial statement. So that's, we continue that process, increasing our income, reducing our expenses, using that to pay off debt, using that to build emergency funds, using that to save towards any near-term purchases that we have in the next couple of years. So it could be that you might be having a wedding soon or you may be able to buy a house. You need to have a separate savings pot to achieve that. Okay, so we continue saving, but not just saving because as time goes on, we can't save our way to wealth because of the impact of inflation. Mm. And so we say, um, after you've saved for any near-term purchases, after you've saved for emergencies, we want to start building our income machine, our passive income machine, our, our investment pot. So we start investing into assets. Um, often we think about investing in the most tax efficient way. So here we talk about contributing a bit more to your pension pot. We talk about contributing towards ISAs. We talk about um, investing in other asset classes like property. But this is the pots. These are the tools that really, really, you know, grow your wealth and allow you to achieve financial freedom over the long term. Okay. And as you're doing that, we also say, you know, just like building a house, and we want to protect the house as well, because the last thing we want to do is build wealth and then have it all come crashing down. Mm. So we talk about things like protection, insurances, and that kind of stuff. Those things are really, really important. And then lastly, we talk about things that can continually help the mindset. And of course, as spiritual human beings, we believe um, that there are things that are things that are blessings that come from things like giving. Mm. We also talk about being able to earn an income above our expenses as we're investing, paying off our debt, have, have cash buffers for emergencies and any near-term purchases. We also think we should be giving back to those people that can't look after themselves, for example, or giving to causes that we believe in. So those are the steps that we believe in. Those are the steps that we talk about in order to build wealth for the long term. Um, and every single year, in some way, shape or form, these are the things that you'll be trying to achieve. Love it, love it, love it, man. Thank you very much, Jax, for just a recap on some of the key stages to building a long-term wealth. And what I love about it is that any one of our listeners can be at any stage, even right at the end of the, at the last stage, and you're building assets and you're investing in property, investing in stocks, then you've got to remain consistent and continue building and continue building, etc. Um. And, you know, depending on where anyone is on that stage, they can literally jump right onto that and just move up the ladder, so to speak. So, no, thank you very much for that, Jax. That's really useful. Now, Jax, obviously with the, you know, those are the, gen- that's the general stage, right? The year that we're going into, some of those things might need to be re-looked at or tailored. Now, in your opinion, starting from that get-go, from the very beginning, what do you feel are some of the things that, we might need to focus on a bit more or just be wary of? Yeah, I think, um, firstly, I would like people to uh, remember to always have a plan. I know we've just spoken about it. But one thing I often realise is people don't have financial plans. Mm. 
there is no financial plan and I think that's the starting point and I think that's where people fail a lot of the time so the first thing I'll say is find a way to have a financial plan if if you if you don't know how to create a financial plan there are tools online you can also reach me myself and here I plug myself as a financial coach you can reach out to me at justfinancial.co.uk and I can help you with a financial plan and I'll say that's the starting point actually having a plan but even before that is what you're trying to achieve what you're actually trying to achieve your personal finances and actually sitting down and understanding where you are at okay that's so p like you said um i've just gone through some of the stages very quickly but people are at different stages mm. there are some people that you know um are in a stage where they just really want to get out of debt mm. right and like to answer your question that's one of the things i think people should really be focusing on Mm. because we are you know moving towards a higher interest environment we have been this whole year moving more, more. it seems like every day we have mm. uh, an interest rate hike mm. and so if you are someone who's paying down debt or is in debt um and the kind of debt that you have is a variable debt that's that's you know uh, pegged to the changes in interest rates in an economy the chances are you want to really pay a bit more attention to trying to pay that off mm. because what i find sometimes with some people is they are so obsessed with investing because it sounds great and people believe that that is the way to build wealth. And of course it is, as I said mm-hmm. earlier. But the thing about investing is, investing is all about taking a level of risk for reward for the long term, mm-hmm. okay? But when we talk about paying off debt, that is guaranteed returns. If you paid a, a form of debt that is charging you 5%, 10%, if you pay that off, you are actually guarantee yourself a return of 5 to 10%. That's not always easy to achieve in the financial markets or in the stock market, for example. And 2022 would have shown you that because the S&P is down about 30%. Mm. Okay, so for example, this year it would have been better for you to pay down debt and achieve that 5 to 10% return rather than, um, you know, maybe investing majority of your money in the, in the stock market. So I think it's really important for people to sit down and assess where they are at. And if they, are, if they do have uh, quite a bit of debt, I would definitely encourage them to uh, attack it as aggressively as possible. But I would also say... I was going to say, uh, do you want to be a bit clear on the type of debt we're talking about? So I'm talking more about variable debt um, that's that's more linked to consumer debt. So when I talk about consumer debt, I'm talking about those credit cards that absolutely bleed in people's personal finances. Mm. I'm talking about, uh, oh my gosh, if you've got one of these and I think you should do everything in your power to get rid of it as soon as possible. I don't care. You get three, four, five jobs. But if you've got a payday loan, Mm. get rid of it as soon as possible. Please, yes. Um, So any type of these debts that are more more so consumer types of debts, um, these high interests and high variable interests, I think you should be attacking those. I'm not talking about things like a mortgage, which of course you can still try and focus on paying off that if you are, again, at a different stage of your personal finances, but it's not the priority for most people. Mm. Um, and similarly, things like student loan is not a priority for most people. In fact, that's probably the last thing you want to focus on. Mm. But um, yes, if you have debt that keeps bleeding your income, debt that every single month you have to pay for, regardless of whether you earn an income or not, those are the things that you want to attack first. Hmm. Wow. No, I love that. And just going back to the financial plan, Jax, and I know, you know, this will be personal to everyone, but can you give a flavor of, and you don't need to go too much into it, but what might be on a financial plan? Can someone just bring out, rip a sheet of A4 paper, get a pen and paper and just start writing something? Yeah, I I think the starting point, and many people have probably have heard of, of this already, is the starting point or the heart of any financial plan is to have a budget. 
So budgeting is at the heart of financial planning. It is different from a financial plan, but it is at the heart of financial planning. It's a starting point, right? It's, it's looking at your all the income that comes in into your, into your account or the money that you make per month, for example, and then looking at all your expenditure. And then actually, once you once you actually see this and you've written it out and you can see how much you earn and how much goes out, you can then start telling your money where to go. You can start creating what we call a spending plan and actually creating a strategy, a plan as to where your finances should go on a monthly basis. When I talk about a more holistic financial plan, I'm talking about taking it a bit further and looking at things like whether you need insurance whether you need to start investing. So people talk about investment plans. Investment plans are also part of a financial plan, just like a budget is also part of a financial plan. So a financial plan is a bit more broader, is a bit more broader. But if people want to get started, they should start off with having a budget. Hmm. No, I love that. I love that. And you know what, just, you know, that that bit when you're talking about slowing your way, it, it can, for the 2023, it can be that one thing, even if it's paying off there, as you said, that that, that should really be one one's focus in such a high interest um environment where we are in and moving into and continue to stay in. But if it's just that one, that one thing, that, that goal that you can almost achieve come the end of next year and tick off and just be continue to be empowered by. Exactly, exactly. Like one of one of the things I really love to do uh year on year is um I like I like I like to set small targets um and I, and I call them milestones. Mm. Uh, there are targets that I can achieve um quickly and easily because that helps me to build momentum throughout the year. Mm. But I like to do that because one thing I like to do, for example, is to be able to account for my for my year and I can say this year I was able to do this. Uh, sometimes they're bigger than 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 usual. Like this year mm. was a big one, mm. uh, but some years they're smaller. So some, for example, in 2020, 2017 maybe that's when I paid off my uh, master's loan, which was a nine point nine percent, you know, loan. Mm. I was able to pay that off, um, and that was a milestone for me. Mm. Love it, love it, and you know the money that you was using on that. Once you pay that off, you can actually use that to, for other areas of life as well. So I can imagine how much of a booster that would have been to your personal finance journey as well. Um, I was gonna say, so you know, you spoke about the financial plan, and then at the beginning, in terms of the stages, um, you know, focusing on on the income, increasing your income bit, um, and adding value to the marketplace. How important, especially with, you know, we're pretty much going into a recession. How important is this going to be? Probably more so than ever, at least in the last decade. Yeah, I think what's important to understand about recessions and downturns is, is uh, the biggest negative impact it comes with is not is not actually inflation. Um, it's more so unemployment mm. um, and that's the biggest problem and so what I would say is um, we have to face the reality that some people will lose uh, their, their main source of income their, their mm. jobs and uh, it's important to remember that it's important to remember and often sadly what happens during recessions is the people that lose their jobs are the ones that are um, less skilled let's say mm. Um, the ones that do jobs that don't really require let's say a high level of skill or education and that kind of stuff so you know, it's it's not nice to say, but that is the, that is a reality. Mm. That is the truth. And so, one of the pieces of advice I give people is is extremely important. And this is prior to recessions. Like I always say, prevention is better than cure. Mm. We should always be finding ways to upskill. We should always be, always be finding ways to um, improve our skill set, improve our technical skills, our communication skills, and 
improve our ability to add more value to the marketplace. Um, but it's even more so important um, during periods like this. And so um, it's not too late. I think you know, there, there are always opportunities to learn. Um, there are always courses you can take to really improve your skill. And I would definitely encourage people um, to, to, to look at that as, as a priority, as a priority, because yes, we're talking about 2023, but you know, we don't actually know the kind of times we're going into for the next two, three, five years. Mm. Hmm. love that love that so on that prep plan on that financial plan you know we've got focusing on your why what do you want to do if it's not down debt cool but also given the environment we're going into and whether regardless of what environment but it's obviously more important than ever thinking about what's that one or two free skills we can learn in 2023 and you're right there's different courses some that are free you know um online as well and there's some that is going to take up, you know, um, some money, whether it's your workplace that can cover for it um, or you might have to cover for it if the means are there as well. So, no, that that's super important, Jess, man. Yeah, absolutely. It's, it's something that I will, I will always encourage for anyone throughout any journey to consistently be learning, consistently improving your skills and being more valuable to the marketplace. Hmm. Brilliant. Um, we've, we've touched a bit on, on debt um, and obviously that's most certainly a priority. Let's talk more about the savings plan, more in particular, the emergency fund, the general rule and how things may or may not change during the times we're going into. Yeah, so I think I think uh, we know, again, like I said earlier, we, we normally say uh, save three uh, to six months worth of your expenses. Um, and to, to make that a bit more clearer for those that don't understand, basically, you look at how much you spend per month. Um, let's say it's uh, £2,000 um, to you know look after your family, etc., and if you say wherever that is, times by three to for three months or six for six months. So if it's three, three months, then you save six thousand pounds as your emergency fund. And if it's six months, that would be twelve thousand pounds as your emergency fund, mm-hmm. for example. And that would differ from people to people, circumstance mm-hmm. to circumstance. Some people are married, so they have support from a spouse, for example. Um, it's always different. Um, but what I would say is the times we're going in is a bit more unprecedented and a bit more, uh, there's a lot more uncertainty. So one thing people can do is actually increase their emergency fund um, to give them a bit more stability um, and, you know, give them a bit more assurance and, and uh, to make them feel less anxious as to the kind of year that we're, we're potentially going into. Mm. Now, I know we were saying this, uh, that 2023 can be a year that seems a bit doom and gloom. It's more just being aware of what could happen. It, mm. it, 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 can, it can also be a situation where we don't actually go through a recession. Mm. I think that's really important. But like we always say, prevention is better than cure. And, you know, some of the uncertainty that, you you know, we've already touched on what can go on, what tends to go on through a, a recession, unemployment. Um, but then, of course, yeah, high interest rates as well, particularly people, you know, that have mortgages and are going to be renewing and not yet aware of just about how much they're going to be um, paying. They just know it's going to be a lot because um, things rates are just changing like crazy. So, yeah, as you said, there's a lot of uncertainty. So the more prepared we can be for that rainy season, the better. Exactly, exactly. Um, and, you know, if if you are prepared for the rainy season and, and it doesn't happen, um, you still have, uh, you know, cash, flow, cash there that you can be used for other things. So you can then mm-hmm. decide to uh, reallocate that capital into assets, for example. 
Now, now um, before we actually go on to some of the on the brighter side of things when it comes to opportunities during this time, especially on the uh, investment thing, because it's so crazy, right? It feels like it's all gloomy and stuff like that, but it's just the reality, unfortunately. But on the savings bit, you know, we talk about obviously saving your emergency funds. You know, and we've touched on that just now. Going beyond that, when it talks, when we, when, when we're talking about saving for near-term uh, purchases, so I don't know whether it's perhaps a car, for example, or as you you gave an example, like a wedding or a home, etc. In this time, Jacks, in such times we're moving into, what's your thoughts around some of those near-term ch- purchases? Ch- ch- sorry, should they stay near-term or should we push them a bit more to the medium, longer term, given the times we're going into? Um, that will depend on your personal circumstances. Mm. Um, so you have to look at it holistically from your personal situation. Um, but I think, you know, you may not want to delay it. Um, especially if it's something that's quite sentimental, like 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 marriage, mm. you may not want to delay it. But I think what's really important in this in this uh, time, and generally most of the time, is to cut your core according to your size. Mm. Um, and sometimes during this period, you might need to cut it a bit smaller. Um, so I think that's just really important to be kind of responsible with your spending, even in, even in those things that sometimes causes people to lose their mind, like weddings, mm. where people become quite irrational mm. with their spending um it's just really important to keep to keep yourself grounded um mm-hmm. and to remember the kind of times that we are in that's that's really really important and it goes back to the original beginning stage in terms of having the right mindset more so important than ever absolutely it's, it's you, you always in, in this game i'll say 75 percent of it is purely just what how you behave um, your habits and on what's in the mind and what you're trying to achieve and what you're willing to sacrifice and that kind of stuff, what you're willing to prioritise. Mm, absolutely. Now, we, you touched a tiny bit on the uh, investment side of things and you even gave an example of how, you know, some people have, you know, rightly so been investing. However, some of them have been investing at the cost of maybe not paying down debt, etc. So in this season, how might one start to approach um or continue with investing yeah i think there's there's no doubt in um my mind that many people especially at the back of 2020 um went into 2021 and 2022 with um mm-hmm. what i would say huge optimism um and that's me being quite nice some people mm. were purely gambling um because of what what you know happened in previous years mm. and i think um that that's testament to the fact that many people again don't actually have financial plans mm. because ultimately your investments uh should be a manifestation of your investment plan it should be trying to get there you're meant to use uh your your purchases of stocks and shares or different asset classes to actually achieve your long-term financial goals through the investment plan which is part of a financial plan Hmm. um and so yes um and 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 i'm not saying this because um um, i I haven't made mistakes like this myself we all do we're all human beings we do get excited we have confirmation bias and that kind of stuff Hmm. i find that many people um invested in more riskier assets that seem to have done well in previous years Mm. Um, and they've paid a price for it, especially in 2022, where some stocks are down 50, 70, 80, something 80. Like 90%. Yeah. And so um, that's not to, you know, deter people and that's not to put people off. And I think that's something that I fear that some people obviously go into this with the wrong mindset. And now because of their experience have been turned off um, mm. actually investing. Um, that's not something that I, I particularly like, but I think, it's important to learn from this um, and to go back to the drawing board 
Mm. Um, and again, that's why I said at the beginning of all of this, that is extremely important to have a financial plan so that you can stick to it. Um, and sometimes even automate it because you actually know what the plan is. Um, but yeah, I hope I've answered the question. I've waffled a bit, but I think... No, you have, man. Um, you have answered it um, very clearly. And just even on the back of that, for our listeners, episode 67, Investing Versus Gambling, which we've done nearly a year ago, actually, is quite relevant to some of what Jax was talking about. Um, and I think it's um, yeah very important to understand that. However, Jax, on the other side of things, when it comes to investments um, during this season and uh, during the year we're going into, hopefully you're in agreement with me when I say there will certainly be opportunities. <laughs> yeah, and, and, and that's what that's the thing about um, when I say uh, as long as you're earning income and you manage your personal finances properly, so you earn more than what you spend and you have that buffer, you can always take advantage of opportunities as well. And mm. those opportunities are in financial markets. So when we go through times where there is, um, you know, economic turmoil, this has got an impact on the stock market and it normally falls. And so uh, when I say when it falls, it brings the whole stock market with it. Mm. So it's not just terrible companies uh, or bad companies that fall in the stock price, but actually some amazingly great companies that produce lots of cash flow, um, that are going to be here 20, 50, 100 years from now. Mm. They kind of get all get caught in a crossfire. And that presents an opportunity for uh, people that have long-term horizons that are able to generate capital and invest in these lower prices for the long term. And so, um, you know, half of this episode so far has seemed to be doom and gloom. But actually, for many people, this is uh, an absolutely amazing opportunity to build long-term wealth because they can actually buy good quality assets at a much cheaper price so that in the next 5, 10, 15, 20, 30, 40 years, um, they will look back at 2022, 2023 and say, hey, that was a great buying opportunity. And you know what's crazy? I mean, if you go on to, you know, any biz, look at the share price of any big business that's around today and was around during the last global crash, sort of 2008 times, um, the growth since that time, long term, so that's, you know, a significant number of years, it, should be phenomenal yeah and, and that's important you know um as i say you know your personal finances and business finances are actually quite similar and it's always important to analyze financial statements of your own personal finances and the financial statements of businesses so when you come across policy businesses what is a quality business for example we're talking about companies that generate cash flow um, we're talking about businesses that have what um, most people call an economic moat or competitive edge so companies that are like number one, sometimes number one and two in their industries mm. um, and industries that are hard to penetrate, for example. These are what often people call, you know, quality companies, companies that return capital employed. You know, there are different metrics that you can use to identify a quality company, but they do exist. And a lot of us know these quality companies because they use their products day in, day out. Um, so again, of course, on Walk Finance, we cannot provide you financial advice and we cannot give you investment recommendations. So that's not what we're going to do. But the key thing is to really, really understand what a quality business is. But even if you don't want to stop pick, which most people don't want to, by investing in uh, good quality mutual funds or index funds, you get access to a well-diversified portfolio of these businesses. You know, if you talk about the S&P 500, for example, which I said was down about 30% this year, that company, that, that um, index um, consists of 500 of the largest companies that are publicly traded in America. 
you know, and so you can get access to these companies because some of those companies, a lot of those companies, in order for them to be in that list, would have had to be quality companies hmm. um, or good companies. So there are, there are opportunities. And remember, when we say opportunities, it doesn't mean you have to go and put all your money in in January the 1st, 2023. <laughs> um, but you can adopt a more uh, kind of, we call it a dollar cost or pound cost average strategy where you just allocate uh, a proportion of your income every month to buy into some of these funds or individual stocks on a on a on a monthly basis, um, and again, I think that's great, and that's why I say it's good to have a financial plan. It's good to have a budget because you can incorporate this within that budget. Um, I, again, I always say an investment plan should be part of your financial plan, and a budget helps you to get there. I love that, and, and as you were talking, Jack, so I was just thinking even for. It could be long-term investors, but more so for people that have gone in, started investing in the last, you know, two to three years or so. A goal to even add within that plan could be around, and for some of us, you know, and some of us may feel we may not need this, but going back to the drawing board and understanding what investing actually is and how to actually analyse um, a business or a fund, etc., um, and just learning that something extra about what investing in a quality company could look like. Yeah, I mean, look, earlier on, one of the things I said when it comes to, um, you know, surviving and, and doing well during recessions and downturns is I said, you know, uh, improve your skill set. And one of those mm. skill sets could be learning how to invest effectively and efficiently for the long term. Um, in fact, that's one of the best skills you can absolutely um, adopt and, and learn because, you know, we talk about passive income. People have heard the term before. Um, and you know, Warren Buffett has all these different quotes. One of my favorite being, "If you don't find a way to earn money while you sleep, you will definitely work until you die." Mm. Um, and so, you know, you can definitely learn this skill not just for a recession purpose or not for downturns, but it is a life skill that you can learn for the long term. A skill that you can teach uh, and pass on to your children and your children's children. Um, so that's something I'll definitely be doing as, as you can probably imagine, Peter. Absolutely. You can probably imagine me at the age of 75 with my grandkids <laughs> teaching them about how to invest in dividend-paying stocks. <laughs> and you be talking about how you've been investing for a while, even before the crash of 2022. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Telling them about the, the pandemic we experienced and how yeah. I invested then, how I invested in yeah. 2022, 2023. Yeah. And, and now it's 2065 or something. <laughs> yeah, <exactly. laughs> exactly exactly love it love it love it no that's really useful jacks man and hopefully you know for our listeners as well you know going through those stages especially when you get to this stage and it comes it may not come through in 2023 but so what it's about working towards it right that getting a that step closer and with any plan as jack said it's about being you know you have to be ready to be flexible because there may be times when you go one step forward and you go two step back because life happens. It happens, right? But it's about getting something down on PayPal, special, however we we plan and trying to just trying to get that step further at the pace that is comfortable for you. Absolutely. That's that's what's important. That's what's really, really important. And you know, sometimes when we consume uh, social media, we can be um, kind of drunk with information. And so that's why we do podcasts like this, uh, where we, you know, try and streamline things in a bit more of a structured way. So you kind of know where to start or kind of know the things you should be considering uh, rather than bombarding you with too much information. Um, it's just important to try and break these down step by step, understand where you are and then move forward from there. 
Absolutely, absolutely. Now, in this time, the the final stage, I mean, when we're talking about investing as well, and, you know, we spoke about actually protecting your wealth as well. Is there anything that one might be thinking about? I mean, there's so much to that in, in general when it comes to insurance, but is anyone something that people might be thinking a bit different in the times we're moving on um, into, so to speak? Yeah, I think I think when it comes to insurances, and I, I'm, I've been, um, you know, uh, one of these people that have done this in the past, we don't take it as seriously as every other part of our wealth building, um, you know, stages, but it's an extremely important part. Hmm. And so there are different types of insurance products out there. Um, the most popular probably be in life insurance. Mm. I think also during um, a time where people tend to lose their jobs, for example, um, if that does happen, if we do go through like a deep recession, that's that's going to happen. Mm. Um, it's important to protect your income. Like I said earlier, your income is your strongest tool to build wealth. Mm. Okay, so you want to protect that as much as possible. And as I said, building a skill set is one of the, one of those ways to protect it. But actually, also you can protect it through insurance products. Um, again, there's many different ones, but that's the one that I would say is probably the most popular and one that I would say people should at least, you know, look at as an option. Mm. That's, yeah, super useful, Jaxman. And I just hearing all of that as well, it just makes, because we're going, for those um, listening, um, at time of recording, it's pretty much the last month of the year for us. Um, this will come out near towards the end of um, December or sort of mid-December. Um, and it's that season where we're literally just reflecting on the current year, reflecting on those one or two things we might have achieved, reflecting on where we, you know, we could have done better. Um, and then also looking forward, you know, and 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 I think it's so important, you know, that we don't overstress ourselves on this. It's about having something that we feel is realistic for us and not watching the next person. Um, but no, Jax, that's been super useful. Um, what I'm going to do before I hand over to you for any final comments on your side, I'm going to do what we normally do and just give a shout out to where we're getting new listeners. Um, Jax, I might need your help to pronounce this, man, because it's a tricky one. There was a couple, I'm not going to lie to you, Jax, there was a couple um, areas and cities that, that sounded quite hard to pronounce, so I've chosen the easiest oh, one. I and this one is not easy, I'm not going to lie, but let me go for it. So... <laughs> <laughs> We're going to give a shout out to a city in Indonesia called Palangaraya. Palangaraya. Oh my goodness me. Come on, well, come on, come on. <laughs> well, if you are someone who uh, is from the place that Peter just pronounced or definitely mispronounced, um, I apologize for the fact that he cannot pronounce <laughs> cities and towns and countries very well. Um, but funny enough, I was actually in Indonesia this year, um, just a few months ago. Um, I spent uh, a big chunk of my honeymoon in a place called Bali. Um, oh so I have actually been into to Indonesia before, albeit maybe not that city. But welcome to What Finance. You're here with myself, Jax, and the co-host, Peter, on this uh, podcast. We talk about all things finance and all things finance related. But what finance is more than just a podcast. In fact, our main core, the core of our business, is we go into the community, educating young people, predominantly from the ages of about 13, uh, 15 to around 21, providing them with financial education. So if you want to know more about um, that um, and more about what we actually do, head over to www.waltfinance.co.uk and sign up to our mailing list if you want to know more. 
Of course, you can engage with us as well. We are in, in, on Instagram. We're called a woke finance team. If you have any um, topics that you would like us to talk about, to to research and go into deep, deep conversations on, just let us know. You can email us at info at wokefinance.co.uk. You can slide into our DMs on Instagram as well. Come on, come on, come on, come on. Now, thank you very much for our new listeners over there and to all of our listeners all over the world, man. We appreciate you, man. We recently on our Instagram released our, is it Spotify Raps or so, which is one of the platforms you can listen to our, our podcast on. Um, and yeah, we we shared that and we are in 27 countries, which is a brilliant new, and that's just on Spotify. So we might be in a few more from another platform, but it's just, yeah, great to, you know, have um listeners from so many different countries. So yeah, we just appreciate we appreciate our listeners, man. Yeah, absolutely. You know, you find that US content normally travels around different countries a bit more, but mm. of course, we are more UK based, and it is very uh, heartwarming to know that we have listeners all around the world. And yes, actually, a lot of the content we do talk about or the things we cover is actually very relevant to everybody. Mm. Um, albeit every every so often we may cover a specific topic that may be more UK based, but generally, personal finance is global; it's universal. Um, and so we are happy that you are with us we are happy that you're gaining tons of value a lot of the listeners are repeated listeners in fact that's what we realized mm. and so we really really thank you and we, we we are so happy that you are really enjoying and learning a lot from the conversations that we have that's it man and so please please do anything that we've we, you know you feel we've never really covered or touched on um no silly questions man just hit us up on online or so and we can definitely cover that topic but now jacks before i let you go any final things you want to say in terms of tips or stages or anything in regards to getting one's finances in order for 2023? Yeah, I think it's extremely important to um, really sit down. Like I said, if, if you don't know how to, just go online and search for a financial planner and it will guide you as to some of the things that you need to cover. We've covered some of those things in today's episode, but it, it's so broad. And some of the things are some there's some stages that are more important to other people. So for one of the one of the stages we haven't even really spoken about, which is uh actually a very big one, is, is mortgages. Mm. Um, mortgages is a very big topic. Um, myself and Peter, we're both uh, people who have mortgages. Um, and you know, with the rise in interest rates, many people are affected uh by the rise in, in, in mortgages. And even aside from that, just generally when you are doing a financial plan, it's something that you should definitely incorporate. Uh, because what we find is many people, uh, especially in the UK, and again, I'm sure this is quite global as well, the majority of wealthy people's wealth comes from two places. It comes from equity in their own home, so you know the homes that they own, the mortgages that they're paying down, and it also comes from their pension pots. Mm-hmm. So I would encourage our listeners to definitely look at those two areas and see where they, they are at. Uh, so, for example, look at your pension pot to see if you're comfortable with how much you've actually contributed, whether you want to contribute more, whether you want to do things like salary sacrifice, for example. There are so many options available with mortgages. Are you you know, paying an amount that you're very comfortable with? Do you want to change the mortgage? Do you want to maybe extend the term so that you're paying less? Do you want to look at different products like offset mortgages that allows you to pay less interest? Um, or, or, or Yes. Uh, or are you happy to pay um, extra? So, you know, are you someone who, you know, has a very high income to expense ratio, so much so that you can actually overpay your mortgage and increase the equity in your home quickly, so much so that when it's time to remortgage, potentially 
um, next year, you can actually have a, a better mortgage because what we call your loan to value is actually less, which means which just means you've got more equity in the home. Mm-hmm. So the, it's, it's very broad. And I think that's what's really important for people to understand. Um, but that's how I will categorize it. We've gone through some of the stages. These are the extra stages I want to give you, or they're kind of more in-depth in those stages, which is mortgages, which is retirement planning, like your pensions, and of course, things like paying off debt is really, really important as well. Hmm. Listen, retirement planning. And, you know, we spoke about actually on our last, well, episode 107 about um, an article that we saw about an increasing more and more people stopping their pension contributions to cope with the current times. So I'm sure that will be quite uh, relevant for the planning as well around retirement. Well, absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, retirement planning is one of those things that many young people don't think about until it's too late. Hmm. Um, So I encourage people because actually (laughs) what's sad is actually if you start thinking about it from a very young age, you benefit tenfold more than the person thinking about it in their later years. So it's important to definitely start thinking about it from a young age. And of course, if you are older, you definitely want to think about how you can position yourself to retire comfortably because many people can't. And for those that aren't aware, um, online there's loads of lovely tools that you can use to kind of, you know, give a rough prediction of what you might be retiring on um, as well. And then uh, one one of the things why I find that quite useful, Jess, is because it kind of lets you know, you know, maybe perhaps you're not saving enough each month for your retirement. You need to save X amount, um, et cetera. Exactly, exactly brilliant um now thank you very much Jax. any other thoughts on your mind at this point all i've got to say is merry christmas and a happy new year mm, come um, on come to on, our, come our on. listeners um i hope we've we've given you tons of value today um we will continue coming up with more and more episodes in 2023 we'll come bigger and better with more guests so i'm very excited and i'm looking forward to it Come on, come on. Love for that, Jazz, man. Always a pleasure just hearing you drop some knowledge, man. And as I said a couple of times in this episode, it's that what's that thing that that thing we can focus on for 2023? Not stress ourselves out too much, but have something to just aim for as well, man. And on your own personal lane, not no one else's, but your own. So, yeah, man, just thank you very much for that, Jax. And to our listeners, remember all, stay, stay woke. woke.